0: Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Reconomy podcast, where we discuss economic issues that impact real estate, housing, and affordability. I'm Odetta Kushi, Deputy Chief Economist at First American, and here with me is Mark Fleming, Chief Economist at First American. Hey Mark, in today's episode, we are staying true to a promise that we made some episodes back.
1: Hi Odetta, what did we promise?
0: You don't even remember?
1: Well, you know, I do say a lot of things, but not sure if I promise a lot of things.
0: Okay, good point. I guess I can be a little bit more specific. Exactly 10 episodes ago in episode 59, we brought up the topic of a housing recession. And in that discussion, we promised that we would follow up with an episode where we better define a housing recession.
1: Ooh, I do remember promising that and am pleased to say we are staying true to our word. Maybe first, though, it's worth recapping that episode to really highlight why a housing recession definition is even necessary. And keep in mind that a housing recession can be independent of an overall economic recession, which may or may not come to pass if the Fed achieves an economic soft landing.
0: That's a great idea. Well, let me start with a question then. Mark, are we in a housing recession right now?
1: Oh, you know the classic two-handed economist here. I can make arguments for and against, but I think I would lean towards yes because the overall number of transactions in the housing market is way down right now.
0: Sure, but builder confidence has been on an upswing, as have been home sales, new home sales that is. And even prices are going up again.
1: Ah, and therein lies the difficulty in defining a housing recession. Much like regular economic recessions, you can have indicators that are saying different things. Recessions are complicated. Not all recessions are created equally. And recessions are not single indicator events.
0: Well, you mentioned regular recessions. In Episode 59, we briefly discuss how those recessions are determined. It's worth summarizing again because it serves as the basis for the measure that we've created to capture housing recessions.
1: That's a good idea. The National Bureau of Economic Research Business Cycle Dating Committee. The NBERBCDC is the official authority on recession start and end dates. And they have a, shall we say, flexible
0: definition of a recession? The BCDC, does that make us the HCDC?
1: Oh, I did it. indeed it does. And you just walk, walked yourself into the 80s musical reference from episode 59.
0: I do see where you're going with this, and I just want to highlight that ACDC was actually formed in the 70s.
1: True, but they really made it big in the 80s. But we digress. The BCDC committee says a recession, quote, involves a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few, very specific there, months. And they use three criteria, depth, diffusion, and duration. They look at measures ranging from real personal income less transfers, that's social security payments, welfare payments, etc., non-farm payroll employment, employment as measured by the household survey, and more.
0: And that's where the HCDC, a.k.a. we, got our, got our idea to try and measure housing recessions.
1: You're really committing to this HCDC thing.
0: I think if I say it enough, it'll just stick.
1: <laughs> I like that plan. Founding members of the HCDC.
0: Yes. So to determine if the housing market is in a recession, we created a comprehensive rule-based measure modeled after the NBER BCDC's method of calling recessions, which relies on the economic indicators that you just mentioned, or the housing equivalent of those economic indicators.
1: We have to get into the methodology just a little bit here. The housing-specific indicators that we're measuring are... Average hourly earnings of non-supervisory construction workers, the total number of employees in residential building construction and real estate and rental and leasing, the number of single family housing starts, private residential fixed investment, and personal consumption expenditures on housing and utilities, what we pay for shelter, existing home sales, and the real house price index, which is a measure of affordability and incorporates incomes, interest rates, and house prices. If the growth rate of four of the eight indicators is negative for at least three consecutive months then a housing recession has begun
0: and one caveat here that's the rule after 1990 due to data limitations prior to 1990 only three indicators must be negative to indicate recession whereas after 1990 it must be four It's also worth highlighting that we're looking at these indicators on a monthly basis. For the measures that we only get quarterly or annually, we're doing a linear interpolation to get to a monthly series. Also, we're taking a three month moving average of the month over month growth for each series. That's because monthly growth rates can be quite noisy, so the moving average smooths out some of that noise. All right, phew, we're past the technical details.
1: So ACDC drum roll, please. What's our rule-based measure telling us?
0: Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to what it's telling us about today's market, I think it's worth discussing all of the recessions that this measure captures and perhaps highlighting a few.
1: Well, that's a good point. We'll sort of qualitatively backtest test how well this measure does at capturing housing recessions.
0: That's right. So our measure captures 10 housing recessions since 1970. That would be the recessions of 1973, 79 to 80, 81, 87, 88 to 90, 94 to 95, 2000, the Great Recession, and the housing recession of 2022.
1: Wow, I didn't realize we had so many housing recessions. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, There are a few obviously that stand out. For example, in 1979 and again in 1981, the housing market was considered in recession because from December of 1979 to January of 1980, interest rates were soaring as the Federal Reserve was combating the great inflation. Sound a little familiar? As a result of tighter monetary policy and higher inflation, mortgage rates increased to a peak of 18% in 1981. As mortgage rates were going up to numbers unseen before, or actually even since, homes were becoming significantly less affordable and home sales and new construction was falling.
0: Now, fast forward to another housing recession period, 2006 through 2010. I think there's probably general agreement that the housing market was in a recession during this period. The housing crisis in the Great Recession was fueled heavily by the fact that job loss was paired with a significant share of homeowners who didn't have much equity in their homes. Six of the eight indicators mostly agreed that housing was in recession during this period. The only indicator that didn't experience significant decline over this period was average hourly earnings of construction workers, because as we know, wages tend to be downside sticky, meaning that they can move up easily, but move down only with difficulty.
1: And last, but certainly not least, 2022. According to this measure, the housing recession of 2022 began in May and ended in November.
0: Well, that makes sense. The average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage increased by 1.6 percentage points during those months, which resulted in a 14% decline in affordability. As a result of the rapid decline in affordability, builders pulled back on breaking ground on more homes. Additionally, higher rates, as we know, have a dual impact on sales. They price out buyers who lose purchasing power and then keep potential sellers rate locked in, resulting in fewer transactions. The housing market recession paused in December of 2022 as rates came down from recent highs, and in the first couple months of 2023, the housing market began a very slow recovery as rates stabilized and the new home market began to take market share from the existing home market.
1: And on that point, we mentioned at the top of the episode that the total number of widgets or transactions in the housing market is down, but new construction is on the rise. There's a reason for that. Existing homeowners aren't moving.
0: Well, the latest first quarter 2023 NMDB data shows that just over 90% of mortgaged homes are locked into rates below 6%. Rates today are higher than that, so homeowners are staying put. An existing home inventory has traditionally made up about 90% of total inventory. Today, that's more like
1: 70%. And while existing homeowners are staying put, builders have inventory to sell. They can also offer incentives, incentives which come in the form of mortgage rate buy-downs, paying points for buyers, and offering price reductions. They can also offer upgrades on appliances and other interior quality features.
0: So if there are no existing homes to buy, a new home is a pretty good alternative. So while the existing home market is clearly in a recession, it sure looks like the new home market is in recovery.
1: But in aggregate, the housing market still looks very recessionary. That's likely because the new home market is still a smaller share of the overall housing market.
0: Well, since you mentioned today's market, what is our measure saying about today's housing market?
1: Well, unfortunately, our measure is sounding the alarm bells, or should I say, Hell's bells, get it?
0: Clearly, anything goes. Oh, impressive
1: 2000s ACDC reference, data.
0: Thank you, thank you, don't look so thunderstruck. Oh
1: my gosh. That's <laughs> pretty good, right?
0: Uh-huh. That is pretty right, good. <laughs> I will stop there, though. But back to our housing recession indicator. June data is still trickling in, but early signs point to a possible double-dip recession that began to take form in March of this year. It's not surprising that the housing market continues to struggle, even if a small segment of the housing market, new construction, seems to be bucking the trend. Potential home buyers are still contending with higher mortgage rates and a limited inventory of homes for sale.
1: And that shouldn't be too surprising as the Federal Reserve's fight against inflation persists and a lot of uncertainty still exists in the economy. Real estate is very interest rate sensitive, which is why when the Fed First hit the proverbial brakes on the economy by hiking rates, the housing sector was the first to respond recessionarily.
0: (laughs) As long as the Fed's fight against inflation persists, it will continue to put downward pressure on the housing market because, as we know, mortgage rates typically follow the same path as long-term bond yields, which move with inflation expectations and the Fed's actions.
1: So our measure is saying the housing market was in recession in 2022, but it took a bit of a breather and is possibly slipping back into recession again as rates push closer to 7% and homeowners stay put.
0: Yes, but remember what we said, housing recessions come in all shapes and sizes, at least from the perspective of sales and affordability. It does look like the worst is behind us. Of course, that's very much dependent on the path of inflation and Fed action. All right, well, that's it for today's episode. If you are interested in finding out more about our housing recession measure and seeing the history of what it's indicated about past and current housing recessions, you can check out our blog on firstam.com economics. Thank you, as always, for joining us on this episode of the Reconomy Podcast. If you have an economics-related question you'd like us to feature in the future, you can email us at firstam.com. We love to hear from our listeners. And as always, if you can't wait for the next episode, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Odetokushi for me and at M. Fleming, econ for Mark. Until next time.
1: Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Reconomy Podcast from First American. We're pleased to offer you even more economic content at firstam.com slash economics. This episode is copyright 2023 by First American Financial Corporation. All rights reserved.